Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. I'm Natalie Walton and this is Imprint a podcast about creating a home and life you love. Each week, I'm here to share with you some of the biggest lessons I've learned during my career and life. Some of them I wish I'd learned a lot sooner because they would have saved me a huge amount of time, stress, and even money. Many of these ideas could have accelerated my journey as a creative and business owner. I also feature interviews with inspiring creatives, entrepreneurs, and experts to help you focus on what's most important in your life. Today, I'm going to focus on one of the big lessons that I've learned. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to thank you for your beautiful messages and DMs about the podcast. If you haven't done so already, I would really appreciate if you could subscribe, rate and review it wherever you're listening to it today or share with a friend. That's something I often do when I find a podcast or an episode that I know will help some of my friends on their journey. And it really does help this podcast get out to other like-minded creatives. So thank you. Okay, back to today's episode. 
Hello everyone, hope you're all well. I have my builder in the background, so if you hear any funny noises at some point during this recording, then you'll know why. But I'm going to get on with today's episode because I have a lot to share with you. And I'm really excited to share this particular one. It's a little bit different than usual. I'm going to be talking about creating good habits because I've been fascinated by our habits and how they have such a huge impact on our lives. Now, a lot of this episode is inspired by a book that I read a little while ago, which might, you might find helpful too. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And the reason I want to do it in this way, and I'll be interested to hear what you think of this episode, is he actually consolidated a lot of thoughts that I'd had on habits, and I've read some other books about them as well, and I find it very helpful. So I'm hoping that you will too. So this we're going to look at this book and basically he starts it by sharing an experience of his um, from his own story that he had been hit in the face by a baseball bat as a child and had multiple seizures which led him to a long recovery journey. He really wanted to get back on the baseball team which is where his accident began and so focused on getting his life in order. And this is what he said about his experience. While my peers stayed up late and played video games, I built good sleep habits and went to bed early each night. In the messy world of a college dorm, I made a point to keep my room neat and tidy. These improvements were minor, but they gave me a sense of control over my life. I started to feel confident again. And this growing belief in himself led to better results in the classroom too. And this is what I'm really interested about with this book, this idea of building in good habits into our lives and getting better results because of it. And we can apply this to pretty much any situation in our lives. James Clear defines a habit as a routine or behavior that is performed regularly and in many cases automatically. And over time, he says that he accumulated small but consistent habits that ultimately led to the results that were unimaginable to him when he started. So this is really important what he says. We all face challenges in life. This injury was one of mine, and the experience taught me a critical lesson. Changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for years. We all deal with setbacks, but in the long run, the quality of our lives often depends on the quality of our habits. With the same habits, you'll end up with the same results. But with better habits, anything is possible. Now, James went on to create habits that have led him to create an email list that has, has more than 500,000 email subscribers. And he's created this book, which has sold more than a million copies. So you might be thinking, well, how does this help you? I really believe that if you want to create good habits, you can achieve anything you want. And it's really as simple as that. So in this episode, I want to look at how you can create good habits in your own life. And as I said, I very much have put many of these ideas into place. Some of them I was already doing them and then it made sense based on his research why it was an effective strategy. He lays down two foundations and the first one is to embrace the 1% rule. It's easy to underestimate the value of small improvements on a daily basis. He says that habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. And what he means by this is that 
You know, often we want to get instant results and we let a good habit slide. In the moment, they can seem insignificant, but they really do all add up. Your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Your net worth is a measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is a measure of your learning habits. And your clutter is a measure of your tidying habits. You get what you repeat. So I think we can all relate to this, this idea of the little things that we do every day, they really do add up in our lives. He says, if you want to predict where you'll end up in life, all you have to do is follow the curve of tiny grains or tiny losses and see how your daily choices will compound 10 or 20 years down the line. Are you spending less than you earn each month? Are you making it into the gym each week? Are you reading books and learning something new each day? Tiny battles like these are the ones that will define your future self. This idea that if you want a particular life for yourself, you really need to create these small daily habits in your life to get the results that you want. I really do believe this. And he says you need to persist long enough to have a breakthrough with your habits. That's when you get the results. To give you some examples from my life, and this is what I've truly found to be true. Take, for example, exercise. You really need to be consistent to get the results you want. I learned, started to learn surfing about a year ago. And due to various situations, such as writing a book or having launching a podcast or launching the book and a few other little injuries that I've had along the way, I've been a little bit fits and spurts with it. So I will try and do it as much as I can, and then I might have to have a break. And I, I really notice when I have that break how much how far backwards that I go. Someone said to me that if you don't go three times a week, you're going backwards. And I really do think that. So before I had a recent finger injury where I basically chopped the end of my finger off, that's a whole other story. Um, I was doing that. I was going three times a week and I felt so much better for it and I could really see the improvement. And so now my finger is better and I have launched my course. So I am back in the water and I'm really enjoying, enjoying it. But I do this also with my morning walk and also my morning exercise. It's those little daily habits that really do build up to consistent results. We all know this in the garden too, that you're so much better off weeding a little bit every day or every week than letting it get all out of control and it becomes such a mammoth job and just can seem insurmountable. So that is another example of in our daily lives how these little habits really do add up. I also think that this is something that comes into action when we're tidying up our home. If we do a little bit every day, it doesn't become such a big hurdle to overcome. And I say this to my children all the time in relation to their bedrooms and their desks, that sometimes they just let them get out of control. And I really do want them to learn this habit of tidying up every day and making their bed every day, because you w it, it's just basically easier to maintain when you do a little bit every day rather than letting it get out of control. Now, James says, forget about goals, focus on systems instead. And I love this because I do like to create systems within my own home and my own life. He says, 
I began to realize that my results had very little to do with the goals I set and nearly everything to do with the systems I followed. Goals are the results you want to achieve and systems are the processes that lead to these results. Now, this is something that I shared in the mini styling masterclass that I uh, created about a month ago now. What I shared with everyone is that it is important to create a goal. So we looked at vision boards and mood boards and how you could apply these to your own life. But then I really wanted everyone to think about how important it is to take action and to break down the result of what you want to achieve into small steps and put it in the diary. Because whatever you want to achieve in life, it will only ever happen if you make the time to make it happen. And the same is true for keeping your home tidy and in order. You've got to think about when is this going to happen? When are you going to do this daily tidy up? Or when are you going to do this action that you say is important to you? And for your business, if you want to create a weekly newsletter or blog a blog post or podcast, share on Instagram, then you really need to put it into the diary to make it happen and to be consistent with it. The second foundation that James Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits, is to identify your behavior with a belief. Again, this is something that I came up a lot when I was researching my book, This Is Home. This idea of the people who have that strong sense of their own personal style, they really embody this belief about themselves. The best way to change your habits is to change your beliefs about the type of person you are. So James gives some examples. He says, the goal is not to read a book. The goal is to become a reader. The goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. And this is something that I teach in my course, the Styling Masterclass. You know, the goal is not to just go through the motions of styling your home. The goal is to embody the identity of a stylist. And that if you think like a stylist, and act like a stylist, you will get that results. This is something that I often kind of say to myself when I'm styling a space, it could just be within my own home. And I would say to myself, how would I style this if I was styling it for a magazine or a client? Because I know then I would take it to the next level and I would really want it to be the best that it could be. So that is something that I find helpful when I'm working on my own home. Your habits are how you become the type of person you want to be. So James says, the first step is to decide the type of person you want to be. And the second is to prove it to yourself with small wins. So ask yourself, what would a healthy person do? And as I said before, I say, what would a stylist do? What would an interior designer do? What would a successful businesswoman or entrepreneur do? Your happiness habits matter because they help you become the type of person you want to be. Now in the book, James Clear breaks it down into four laws, which I'm going to run through with you and just again, tie in some of the examples that I've found helpful within my own life. And the first law he shares is to make it obvious. So become aware of your current habits, create an awareness of how you're living, eating and working. Because we often stop questioning if our behavior is actually the best way to live or whether it's even good for us. So one of the things that you can do is actually go through your daily habits and write them down and then mark them as good, bad or neutral. Just create this awareness of how you're living, 
each day. And then ask yourself, does this behavior help me become the type of person I wish to be? The second part of this is to create a plan for how you will implement a new habit because you're more likely to follow through. But as I mentioned earlier on, put it in the diary. When and where will it happen? If you want something, some particular result, if you want to renovate your home, if you want to organize your pantry, then you really need to put it into the diary and make a time and really get very clear on when it's going to happen. James says, being specific about what you want and how you will achieve it helps you say no to the things that derail progress, distract your attention and pull you off course. So when you become very clear about what you want to achieve and how you're going to achieve it and when you're going to achieve it, you're less likely to just get distracted by all the other things that come up in our lives. Another tip that he shares is habit stacking. And this is something that I have embraced since reading the book. And again, I could see how it made sense and it was showing up in other parts of my life. So one of the ways that I do this is, as I mentioned, every morning I like to go for a morning walk. I really have that as my sort of deep thinking time and it really helps in so many areas of my life. But to ensure that I do it, because I did go through an initial phase of being a little bit more inconsistent with it, but now I do it basically every day. Sometimes I won't do it on a Sunday because we might all go to the beach as a family. But every other day, certainly every weekday, I do it and I basically get everything ready the night before. So I have the clothes that I'm going to wear, even like I've put a cap on in the morning so I don't have to worry about brushing my hair so I can just get out of the door as quickly as possible. I have my trainers on the deck under a chair. I have socks that I'm going to wear tucked into the trainers. And so basically when I wake up, I actually wake mostly by morning light. I don't set an alarm. And my body clock has just, it always wakes up about six o'clock. So I get up, I go straight to the bathroom, I get dressed into my clothes and put my hat on, go onto the deck, put my shoes on, and then I just go. There is no decision that has to be made because all of those decisions are already made for me. And this makes it so easy to do. So this is this idea of habit stacking. So you're not thinking, I will go for a walk in the morning. It becomes more, I will go and put my clothes on. I will go and put my socks on. I will put my shoes on. I will walk from the deck down to the end of the driveway. And once you've done that, you know you're on your way. But you can do this with so many areas of your life. It could be pre-setting out a healthy breakfast for yourself the night before or some other idea. He also says, of, which of course I'm a true believer in, that your environment matters. So create visual cues within your home, which they can have a positive or a negative impact on the types of habits you have. Now, of course, if you have, for instance, cookies or sugary treats on a counter in a jar, then you're more likely to eat them because they're there right in front of you. But you can also create cues in a positive way. It might be that you have a beautiful feather duster hanging from a peg or a rail in um, some part of your home so that you can give a quick clean or tidy or having healthy treats out so that that's enticing a, a bowl of beautiful cherries, for instance, that you might put on the counter instead of something that's unhealthy. 
He also says that the secret to self-control is to remove the temptation. And I am a really big believer in this, especially with food in the house. So as much as possible, we don't have sugary treats or those types of snack foods in our home and that they really do, do become a sometimes food and we have to go out and make the effort to get them rather than having them all around us all the time. But the same could be true. I do this sometimes. I actually remove my phone from my work desk so that I'm not going to get distracted with my phone when I'm in intense periods of time of working on a particular project. As I said, you can also remove unhealthy foods from your pantry. Um, and there are other things, removing your phone from your bedroom so that you're not looking at it before you go to bed. The second law of good habits is to make them attractive. So recognize the role of your peers in shaping your behaviors. James Clear says, social norms are the invisible rules that guide your behavior every day. One of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. New habits seem achievable when you see others doing them every day. Again, this is something that I really see and believe on a regular basis. One example of this for you could be if you join a meditation group, then you're more likely to stick with it. You see the benefits that it's giving other people, which motivates you to keep going. Or the same could be with a yoga class or some kind of exercise class. I certainly see this within the Styling Masterclass because everybody is working through their homes together collectively, then it really propels you forward to do the assignments and do the work because you're seeing other people do it. And of course, it helps you get results faster. The third rule of atomic habits, as he calls them, is to make it easy. Of course, we can easily get caught up in the perfect way of doing something instead of taking action. And this was something that held me back for many, many years. As I've said before, I am a recovering perfectionist. And this was something that really I would get caught up so much in the details rather than moving forward. But when we take action, that's when we get results. He gives this example of a study, and I thought it was really interesting to share here because it was of film photography students, which of course, many of you are trying to take beautiful photos for your Instagram feeds or just learning to take beautiful photos. But the same idea can apply if you're learning to style, if you're learning to do interiors, whatever, or maybe you're even an artist and you're wanting to improve your art practice. So basically in this study, there was a group of students and they were split into two groups. There was one group that was called the quantity group and the other group was called the quality group. Now the quantity group were graded on the number of photos they created. The quality group were graded on the quality of their photos. And at the end of the term, the best photos were actually created by the quantity group. During the semester, these students were busy taking photos, experimenting with composition and lighting. And basically, as James says, learning from their mistakes. They honed their skills during this period. Meanwhile, he says, the quality group sat around speculating about perfection. And in the end, they had little sh to show for their efforts other than unverified theories and one mediocre photo. If you want to master a habit, 
The key is repetition, not perfection. And I really want to repeat that, and I will. If you want to master a habit, the key is repetition, not perfection. And again, this is something that I say to the students in my course all the time, is that it is by doing that we get the results. That's how we improve. The only way to improve is by doing. And so that's why I love the structure of a course is because it gives you this framework for doing the work. Otherwise, we can just sort of sit there studying what other people are doing. But it's not until we actually get involved in the process ourselves that we learn the most. And I truly believe that. And I've seen that in my own life in so many different areas. So one tip to stop procrastinating is what he calls the two minute rule. And again, this is something that I have since integrated into my own life when it comes to meditation. Sometimes I do find that meditation is perhaps the one area of my life that gets sort of eaten into by other areas of my life. So as I said, I always go for my morning walk. I pretty much always do a 10 minute yoga session when I get back. So it's just some simple stretches. I would like to do longer, but I would rather do a little bit every day than trying to do one huge session just once a week. And again, it's this idea of 1% improvement on a regular basis. Now with meditation, I would love to do two 20 minute sessions a day, but at the moment I'm just struggling to find the time in the morning to do that. But what I do at the end of my yoga session is I just aim to do one to two minutes of meditation. Now, sometimes that becomes longer, but I do feel that just getting into that habit of doing it is much better than not doing it at all. The fourth law of creating good habits is to make it satisfying. James says the cardinal law of behavior change is what is rewarded is repeated. What is punished is avoided. So to help a habit stick, you need to feel immediately successful, even if it's in a small way. So this becomes an idea of really getting an intrinsic reward for your behavior. And again, using the example of my morning walks, it might have started by thinking I want to maybe lose a little bit of weight or get healthier. But what happens is that as a result of doing this consistently, I feel more energetic, my moods are better, I'm less stressed, I have a clear plan for the day because this is when I actually work through what I'm going to focus on that day. And it really starts to pay off in ways that you don't necessarily anticipate at the start of it. And that becomes the reason that you stick with it. You might start off thinking you want to lose weight, but you stick with a particular habit because it actually makes you feel good. And again, this is something that I have found time and time again. Now, sometimes we all have a habit that breaks down. His tip, and certainly something that I apply to my own life, is to never miss twice. Again, I walk every day. Like I said, sometimes I will have Sunday off, but just to make sure that if I do miss one for some reason, maybe I'm sick or something has happened with one of our children, that I make sure that the next day I'm back out there walking because I know that it's so easy to let things slide. So I find that really helpful and I kind of keep that in my mind all the time. So this is a quote that I wanted to finish with from James Clear. He says, the holy grail of habit change 
is not a single 1% improvement, but a thousand of them. It's a bunch of atomic habits stacking up, each one a fundamental unit of the overall system. Well, I hope this helps you if you're ready to cultivate some good, good habits in your life. And I hope you have a really great week. Before you go, it would mean so much to me if you could please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It really does help get the word out to other people who might find it useful. You'll find show notes for this episode at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 26. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. <laughs>